0: Good morning, everybody. How are you today? Be'zat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Kuf Ches in Maseches Yiv today. But we'll start five lines up from the Mishnah towards the bottom of Kuf Zayin and Be'ez, the case of multiple Mi'uns. That was the next case in our Mishnah, the final Machlokas Becham B'chiloh, where bechamai says that they don't want uh, the girl who is doing Mi'un, don't forget, we're talking about Mi'un here, so Basil said she can, when she's a minor, right? Well, she's a katana. If she suggested to multiple men, she would say, I don't like this guy. I don't like that guy. In other words, she's staying for a couple of weeks and then she gets out. She's staying with the next guy for a couple of weeks and then she gets out. Basil says she has the right to do that. Bechame says we don't want her to be able to do that because if she does that, the Benosi's throw look like they're care. Like she's bouncing from boyfriend to boyfriend, so to speak, right? For for uh, for a whole segment of her childhood is a terrible look, and they dis- and they don't want they don't want to allow it for that reason. So the Gemara said, and so therefore, what Bechamai says, however, is an interesting lashon at the end of our Mishnah. It says, "What recourse do we want her to do?" In other words, we know there's a concept of miyun, and she could refuse. So Beisel saying. When Basile is saying that she can go to multiple men, she, they're not encouraging it. They're just saying, listen, you're allowed to do Miyun, and therefore, once you do Miyun, she's available for someone else to, for her mother or brother to marry her off to. And then once she's available, if she doesn't like that guy, she could do Miyun. And so all Beisilla is saying is that the right to do meun mm-hmm. doesn't go away just because you did Miyun once. It's not like you only get one Miyun card to get out. Basile says, yes. Uh, you do only get one mion card. There is a institution of Mi'un where a girl is allowed to, she has the right of refusal, but if she refuses the guy, the following is her, uh, recourse. Says the Mishnah, that what the girl has to do, according to Beit Shamai, is she does a Mi'un, this I'm straight from the Mishnah, then she waits until she's no longer a katana, and then the Mishnah has an interesting on that she has to do miyun again and then get married. And so that's the part that the Gemara picks up on. Why is Beit Shammai saying that she has to do miyun again? She already did miyun. Why is she doing miyun twice to the same guy? Says the Gemara, she already did miyun once. Why does she have to do miyun again? So, so Shmuel's resolution of that is that what he's saying is No. That second Mema Enes isn't an actual Miyun that the Mishnah is referring to. It's just a confirmation of the original Miyun. That's all it means. Okay, or another resolution, Ula Amar, Tarti kitani that there's two separate cases that the Mishnah is alluding to. When it says Mema Enes, and then later it says V'timayin V'tinase, it's talking about the two recourses, so to speak, that the girl has. Oshatimayin Right, so the mission is deliberately saying the manas twice to refer to these two scenarios. The first scenario is she does again within Beit Shammai, she does miun, then she waits till she is no longer katana, and then she could do eris Kedushin, or she alter. She could do miun, and then what she should get married to nisuin right away. In other words, do the Kedushin, do miun. And then, while she's still a katana, do do kiddushin and nisuin, and again within Beit Shammai, that's going to she's at, bless you. At that point, she's not going to be doing any mune any longer after the nisuin. So the Gemara says, "Beishleimah ula ha'inu diktani." In other words, ula right, who says that the mission is talking about two cases? Ha'inu diktani That's why the mission is saying it. Uh, in both cases, right, you're not going to be able to do a second meun according to Beit Shammai, right? In both cases, whether you're, you're tagdil or if you do the nisuin within Beit Shammai, you're not going to be doing a meun again. The problem is Shmuel, who says that she's doing a confirmation, <speaking> in, <Hebrew> in other words, all the Mishnah is saying, all the Gemara here are saying is that the Lushan of the Mishnah would probably not have been... Vi- that she should tagdil v'timayin v'tinase. It's just a weird lashon to use. It should have just said that she's confirming it, right? So the Gemara says kasha. In other words, the, the saying that ula fits better with the words of the Mishnah because because it, the Mishnah when describing the sheet of uses the word mi'un twice, and it sounds like there's an actual second mi'un, not just a confirmation. That's all it's saying. And it says kasha. Kasha means that we can resolve this, uh, but we're going to leave it for now. That it's a decent question, and therefore, those are the resolutions of what Beit Shammai might have meant. Okay, so now we're in the Mishnah at the bottom, because I'm based in the Mishnah, talks about the minimum age, right? The minimum age, you can marry off a katana, that's true. And all these cases of Mion only apply to a katana. Once are a godola, it doesn't apply anymore. But there's a limit, Andrew. You don't marry off a toddler. She can't be totally out of it because don't forget, a girl, typically, were it not for this institution of a father selling her off, it's supposed to be a das, right? It's supposed to have some cognitive ability just to get married, right? There's consent. There's an age of consent uh, for minors, too. Right, there's an age. If she's totally out of it, you don't marry them off. As follows, says the Gemara. Says the Mishnah rather. So first of all, she, there needs to be consent. So that's the first thing that, you, that you're saying, right? She's required. It she uses the lashon that she has to. But the point is, she it, she is uh, able to refuse her husband. And the reason why it says that she has to is because, as we'll see, in contrast, right, says the Mishnah, as it continues, However, if her mother and her brothers, regardless of how old she is, as long as she's a minor, right, so in other words, even if she's 11 years old, if they, if she comes home from school, right, in fourth grade, and uh, or in fifth grade, and her mother says, you know, guess what? You're married to Frank now. That will not work. In other words, they're allowed to marry her off, her mother and her brother. But they're not allowed to marry her off without telling her. They require her consent. And that's what the Mishnah means, that ain't atzvicha that if she comes home from school only to find out that she's been married off, she doesn't even have to do miyum. That marriage is not p'chal, right? That marriage does not take because it requires her consent. Now, to that end, so here, even with consent, you tell a three-year-old that you're going to give her an ice cream cone if she marries Frank and she doesn't even know what you're talking about, but she agrees, she does not need to do me. That's not a kiddushin. In other words, there's a minimum age, right? So Rebbe Eliezer, Omer, ain't maisa katana. klum. As we'll see, Rebbe Eliezer... Uh, who will be discussed a lot in the Gemara, he is of the opinion that it, this mice of a katana is considered like nothing. It has no implications at all for, uh, for Nisuin. Ella Kimifuta. That's what Rashi points out, that the Gemara, that the Gemara is going to explain this, but basically, for example, right, that let's say she's a Basi straw, and she's a four year old, and her, she's orphaned, her mother or her brother uh, marries her off to a Kohen. Okay? They marry her off to a Kohen. They marry her off to the Kohen Gadol as the backup wife. Putting it together in a sechah's Fine. So they marry her off to the Kohen Gadol. eat Truma. So Rashi's explaining, no. Ein maisa kitana klum. This is not, the wedding has not taken. So even though technically you might think, oh, they're there's a kiddushin here. There is nothing here at all, according to the because she needs to have, to be of cognitive age in order for this kiddushin to take. And therefore, one of the implications, we will see all of them soon enough, is that, for example, if she's a boss just because they marry her off, nothing happened, right? If she's too young. What's the age? It's not exactly clear. Uh, it's not exactly clear. That's a machlokas in in Masechus uh, Gittin, where we're gonna see um, that there's about four different cognitive stages, and in those cognitive stages, we're gonna see, uh, it's unclear which one Rabbi is referring to. But suffice it to say, that in the earliest cognitive stages, a three or four year old is not considered to be married at all. Ela and she needs to have consent, and there is certainly not enough das to do so. And so now, we're seeing as follows within the sheet of Rabbi Yezer, These are the implications. Bas Yisrael continues the mission of Lakoin Lo Tochel as we just described, right? If she's a Bas Yisrael, she's not gonna eat truma after she's been married off like this. Bas Koin, Israel, Tochel Betruma. Bas Koin, then conversely, if she's a Bas Koin and she marries, she's married off to Yisrael, she can continue to munch on her truma snacks. And Rabbi Yezer Ben Yaakov, Omer, Rabbi Lezer, Ben Yaakov, we've always said, his mission is Kavenaki, right? we. It's always very, very clear and reliable. However, the problem is, in here in the Mishnah, we don't know what he's saying. Rashi says, the Gemara will explain, but Rabbi Azman Yaakov has this cryptic riddle at the end of our Mishnah. He says, Whenever, whatever Akava, whatever's being me'akev and uh, restraining you, whenever that's coming from the man, it's as if like she's his wife still. And if the restraint's from her, it's like she's not his wife. That doesn't make any sense, and I'm not even going to try to explain it, because the Gemara's explanations are so different from each other that it pays to wait, as Rashi encourages us to, till the Gemara to understand what this riddle of Abeliezer means. So without further ado, we'll start with the Gemara in the bottom of Kavzayan and Bezamer, and some say it's a brysa, and some say it's a brysa. Okay, first of all, with regards to the means, so there used to be a thing, just like there's a get shikur for an evid, or a get, for an Isha, Gerishin. They used to have a get me in. And this was the text. They used to say, Lorainabe, Velotzavinabe, Valesanabayalin Sabaleh. Write a nice little text. I don't want him, I don't want him, I don't desire him, I don't want to be married to him. Fine. Came on the Chazavin of dibura. The rabbi saw this as too wordy. And Amri, and this is what they said. What did they say as we arrived at Kriv Chasam Also, this is the problem. Rashi says a funny thing. He says, People are gonna think this is like a get garishin, right? Shichtbu sofer boor but get the garish boisha. If you have a knucklehead sofer, right, he's going to think, Oh, you could write a get garishin like this, you could write a get like that, and you know, so they say, Where'd you get where'd you get your get Garishin? Where'd you get your your get? And they said, Oh, I bought it in the gift shop at the Waldorf. You know, the, where you buy the mezuzahs that don't have that have like uh the, the bazooka comics inside. You know what I mean? Like, it looks good, but it's, it's not Shaykh, right? It's not an actual get. It's not relevant. So because of the fact that get miun, miun and garishin should be separated a little bit more, right? Those are two s- similar things. But the miun doesn't really require a star the way Gitin requires it. It really doesn't at all. And so maybe it's just there for verification. It's not like a get which actually effectuates... Right or a star kedushin effectuates right uh, halachic implication. It's just nothing uh, halachically itself as it's, it's not worth more than the paper that's written on. So because of that concern they made a takana to change the sloshon, make it less wordy and they said this is what the gets this this is what the get meun is going to say it's going to say ploni mina plonis bas ploni pana bang that's it not a it's not uh, creating any halachic uh, anything. It's simply a confirmation, uh, an attestation, if you will, right? Which is to say, on so and so day, she performed mius miun. What's be an pana like panim in front of our face? We we say we here to attest that miun took place. That's it. So that text is different enough from the text of a get that no sofer, no matter how uninformed would ever think that those two are the same. There would never be any confusion. And that's what the get me looks like these days. It's like a receipt. Fine. So Tana Abanon. Now, an interesting uh, question. We said that the girl's allowed to do me She's, whatever, 11 years old. How does the meun take place? What kind of text or declaration does she have to do or maybe it could be very subtle so as we will see the luck is it could be very subtle indeed and means allowed she just simply says I don't want to live with this guy or, or she doesn't mention the guy but she says I don't want to be involved in this kiddushin that my mother took care of or so now we're going to have a few levels where Rabbi Yehuda says even in the following case, I'll be machadish to you and tell you that the miyun will work. So the first one is, when is she doing miyun? She's doing miyun, you know, you ever been to a where you see the kala on a sort of throne, right, the special chair? So in those days, they would take that special chair, put the kala almost like a parade, right, put her on a throne and carry her in the street from her home to the Baal's home. Okay, very symbolic, very transfer of her center of life. And so, even while she's on this journey, she's sitting on the throne, which is an implicit, this is the Chiddush Rabbi Rebiuda, it's an implicit participation with the marriage. But while she's up there, she says, By the way, I'm really not into this, I don't want to do this. That constitutes a meun, says Rebiuda. Wow. Right? Aphilia Shevet Bapayon Volechas from Beisavila Beis Bala, as they used to do, right? Be carried from Beisavila Beis Bala, Be Amr Eif be Ploni Bali, Zehu Meun, says Rebiuda. Wow. Okay, an even bigger Chidish, Right, even in a scenario. Now, and and actually and explains what each one is a is a is a chiddush. He says here you don't have rabbis there, you don't have uh right a bezdin of any kind. Simply, your husband, her new husband, is having. Right? He's, he's doing a fantasy draft with his boys for his fantasy football league, and they're all together hanging out at the house, and she's serving uh, 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 chips and salsa and drinks, and she is acting like the domesticated, right, child that this man, you know, and that certainly seems to imply that she is on board with this domestic life that she has now encountered, but even as she's doing so, without any bezin or anyone around, she said, by the way, um, I hope you're enjoying the game or whatever it is, but I'm not interested in continuing to be married. So that's the Chiddush says Rashi, that even in the absence of bezin, that's a miun. And Yosef Kane, Amar and the final case, that's the biggest Chiddush, the husband sent her on an errand so she, and she dutifully does so. And then she tells, he says, you know, go pick me up my, some cigarettes. So she goes and she tells, right, the guy at the bali uh, says, Rabbi Yehuda, there's no greater me'un, which is say it's the highest level of meun. So why the highest level of miun? I don't know. I could speculate. But the Kiddush, Rashi says, could be one of two things. Number one, she's already doing errands for the guy. So that's a real, right, uh ex- that, that's a real expression of domestic, right, duty. <laughs> and so it sounds like she's really on board. That's like two, an action that seems to imply that she is okay with the marriage by the same token, And furthermore, it's just one chenvani. It's not multiple people. It's not a bezin, and it's not even two adim. It's just one guy. Some of them farshim say that's impossible. That already, you're not going to go that far. Maybe it has to be two adim that saw her do the miyun and spoke to the chenvani. But be that as it may, this is a big chiddush. I wanted to say, maybe, because in every other scenario, the husband's around and she's intimidated. Here, she, or even a bezin would intimidate her. Here, you know, she can be honest with the chenvani, right? He's approachable, and this is her first opportunity to tell him what she really feels like, which is, she wants out. Good. Now, two dots, ten lines up from the, uh, middle lines. Rabbi ben Antikmus Omer Kulti Nokos. What was happening here? He says, there's a limit, right, to how young you could be. So, I'm gonna read you Ben That's how we hold. You can't marry off an 18-month-old. So, Tana. Okay. Uh, so first of all, the so, so the Gemara is not talking about a brisa about the most subtle miun in a sense, or maybe the least subtle. Where there was no mention of not wanting to marry, uh not wanting to stay married to the original Baal. However, there was an action that seemed to imply that she did not want to continue to be married. What did she do? She did not perform any form of rejection other than she went up and married someone else. Um Dovanis. Not only married, right, she remarried completely. So Mishumer ben Nisio eha hein hein neha. Okay, so this is a new thing where now, this is, uh, don't be confused. This is when she had an, an actual, um, she, she, she was already of age, cognitively, to be married off. But she got up, and after a while, one day, she turns out, she married someone else. I'll say the rest of what the is about to bring outside, so we don't get confused, because this comment over here in the Brisa is ambiguous. It's not telling us the original Baal, was there a kiddushin and nisuin? It sounds like it's unclear. How about this next Baal? Does she do kiddushin and nisuin? Well, it sounds like she's doing nisuin, because it says nisuea, hein hein miyuneha. So let's see. Ibaileu, that's what the is looking into now. Nithkacha, if she became, if she did kiddushin and not nisuin with the second man, mahu, the Alakha, would that also be considered miyune? again? We said which in itself is a khiddish, right? She doesn't have to make any declaration of, of rejection. She could just get married, and rejection of the first husband is implied. So, so it happens to be that we have another braisa where it says the same word, but instead of it says kiddusha. So it sounds like yes. If she gets up into this kiddush, that constitutes a mion. Good. Okay, but Ibailu, ploni rabon allaya. Plegi, Rabbanu Alei the Rabbi ben b'Besera When we quoted this Rabbi ben b'Besera, do the Chachamim agree that this Kedushin is hermune? So says the Gemar, Imtim silomer pligi. And now we have. We're now we're going to pepper you with questions. If you're going to say that it's a Machlokas between the Chacham Rabbi Huda b'Besera vikiddushin ben b'nisuin, is it only when she accepts kiddushin from another man, or she has to go through with nisuin? Let's say the machlokas is even in nisuin. Meaning the rabbanim are going to say even in the, if she does nisuin with the second husband, she it doesn't constitute meun. halacha kamaso or halacha kamaso. Well, who would we go like rabbana Rabbi Yehuda Let's say say Rabbi Yehuda ben that even if she does nisuin but nisuin afi In other words, does it matter whether she had nisuin or kiddushin with the first baal? or that, or whether she went to Nisuin or Kiddushin with the second ball. All of these are not clear in Arab statements. So it says the Gemara, let's answer all these questions as follows. First of all, the says that the halacha the gemara. says the Gemara, The first thing you should know is the fact that we say that that's the halacha answers our first query, which is, this is not the choladeus, but rather, whenever you say halacha is like so-and-so, that implies that there is a machlokas, which means that we hold, like Rabbi that Yehudim and Sarah, that the miun is implied, but it is, in fact, uh, something that is disputed by the Rabbana. But the Gemara says, But we still haven't resolved the question of whether he was first married, where she, whether the first... Uh, oh, we're, we're about to hit about six lines up from the wide lines in Kufchetz Aleph. Hi, Bogoranovitz. So we're still going to ask, was the first marriage a Nisuin or Dilan Mikachar? Just Kidushin. So we're assuming that uh, when we hold like Rabbi Hudub and that that would be true that whether the second husband, whether she accepted Kiddushin or a Nisuin. That much we assume. But we don't know if this would work even if she had already done Nisuin with the first husband. So Tashma, the Khalas the Abdan Imarud. Ah. So watch this. You're gonna actually Possibly like this Goranowitz. Right. On the Gemara and Kufhe, we had a Goranowitz Muslim moment where somebody by the name of Abdon, uh, he started up with Rabbi Shemal Uh because he came in, Rabbi Shemal Berabiosi did, to Rebbe's shear, and Abdon started harassing him because he was stumbling over the Talmudim. He was a little clumsy. So that was not nice behavior. I and Rebbe's. I remember this Gemara for years. Ago. Because it's a it's a it's a story that really sticks with you because it was two talmidim being disrespectful to each other. Now watch this. Abdan is being painted not in a good light here because as we said there, there was an issue with Abdan's daughter-in-law. What was the issue? So now we're getting the rest of the story. How do you like that? He had two sons, right, and he had married off. It's amazing. It's like, um, it, it's like fleshes out different parts of the story at different times where relevant. So here, what's relevant is like this. Oh. That the two sons of, of Abdon had been married off to two katanas. And the two katanas did me in the following way. Watch this. Shadar Rebbe Zugidar Abanulamivtakinu. That's actually the rest of the story. There was like an ambiguous little piece where Rebbe, towards the end of that story, sent out Abdon, or, and, uh, to check to see if certain katanas outside and the Mepharshim say that this, this, that's this story. Some say it's not, but some say it is. Where what happened was, Rebbe, right, sent people to investigate whether, again, the sons of Abdon were married off the katanas. And so the question is, it looked like those katanas were doing mi'un, that they were actually refusing that those marriages. For whatever reason, they didn't like them. So Rebbe sent out two emissaries to check to Talmidim go see if that mien is a real thing because we want to know if those katanas can go ahead and remarry someone else fine so <clears throat> the two Talmidim go out they go out and where are the girls hanging out they're doing laundry by the river let's say right where all the women are and amre Lahud neshe so they're all hanging out by all the women are hanging out by the river doing laundry and chazu I'm making that up but that's let's assume all the women are hanging out together and chazu the women are saying to each other they're saying to these two girls the two daughters-in-law of Abdon they say chazu look your husbands are coming right they seem from afar the and they don't know who these two dudes are but who would come to the area where the women are doing laundry in the river if not the two nudniks uh, Adban's sons so I'm really so what was the response of the daughters-in-law yeah, they were your husbands. Meaning you can have them, right? They weren't interested in these two guys. I'm a Rebbe. Rebbe heard of this and he poskined, Yep, those two girls hate their husbands. That's Meun. They don't have to say it to anybody else. They don't have to do anything formal. It, they are divorced. No, my, and again, this is, don't be confused with Gerashim. This is only in a case where Katana was married off by her mother or her, right? Or, or her uh, brother. In a Deir you could do with Meun, that's the topic of this parak. So Meun does not require anything formal like that. Says the Gemara, my love the Havanesiva. How do we know? Now, again, what we're trying to prove is, were they can they do this out of erison or marriage? So it sounds like this was out of marriage. Why? Because they would have called them your Arusin. Like when they say your man, here comes your man, it's, it implies that they'd have been in soon. Otherwise, they would have said, here comes your Chasson. That's the point. Okay. The said, not It could have been that they said, here comes your man, and they meant that all that would happen was. Kidushin. So you can't make a proof from that story, but it's a good story nonetheless. Be that as may, Kama. What's Allah halacha in the end? Yeah, no verbal. Even if the first marriage was a Nisu'in, the, for, the most makal thing. What do we hold by immune? Even if the first marriage was a full Nisu'in. She doesn't have to make any verbal, formal declaration and, sh- and the meun would work to marry someone else. Fine. Okay. Now, uh, four lines up from the wide. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer. So I'm Rabbi Yudam What are you a, trying to do here? A fascinating com- comment. We're trying to figure out if a girl is below age, whether her, her marriage means anything. So Rabbi Yudam says like this. Watch this language. I did all the research, guys. I put, made a chart and looked at all the Sheitas of all the rabbis. The sheet of Rabbi Eliezer that says that when she's a katana, she is a, uh, the marriage does not count at all. That is the most consistent sheetah. In other words, what he did was an amazing thing. He looked at the Chachamim sheetah in every case and he saw whether they, their sheetah was consistent with like a, uh, binding principle, and the only one that really was consistent, where you could say this guy really is consistent in his oldest pesukim, is Rabbi Le-Yezer. It Has follows she Rabbi Eliezer Kim Tayalasima bechatzer, an amazing idea. So again, Rabbi Eliezer is the one in our mission that says that when she's like three years old, she is completely unmarried in every way, and this is the illustration. She's let's say whatever in second grade, uh, Rabbi Liazor. Can act like, What's going on here? So Rashi explains like this. What's happening here is like this. That let's say you have a Bas Kohen, okay, that's whatever, four years old, um, and she's really young, whatever the cognitive age is, second grade, whatever it is, and she's ma- married off to this Israel. According to Rabbi Yezer, now I have to add a wrinkle here. When a regular Bas Kohen um, is married, let's say to a Kohen. She can't eat Truma if they cohabited, if they lived as husband and wife until after she does tvila. Tvila. She has to be pure. So what does she do? She does tvila and then she waits till nightfall and then she can eat Truma. Okay. So what if she's this minor and she's a Bas Kohen and she's married to Yisrael? So, as I said, she can continue to eat Truma. The only thing that would stop her from eating truma is if they lived together as husband and wife. So Releazis paints a crazy scenario. She's a minor, and she's so not his wife, Andrew, that it could look like his wife in every way. They're making googly eyes at each other, they're strolling, taking long walks on the beach, Right, and they're even living and cohabiting as husband and wife, and everything looks like in every way like a husband and wife, like a child bride, Elamai when she gets when she's finished being husband and wife with this guy she goes in the mikveh and then she comes out of the mikvah, she Torah at nightfall and she can continue to eat truma because she's a baskorin and even though he's in israel she's it's gurnish mit gurnish she's his girlfriend okay it's no kiddushin whatsoever crazy okay so tanya so abrice to that effect we realize omer ain' katana klum? right we're confirming this idea that the kiddushin of katana kiddush is nothing the Zakai Now we're going to get to all of the implications of whether they're married. None of them apply to her. The Baal doesn't get her mitzvah. She doesn't get right as we all see. Yeah, the When we were growing up in school, you know, you know, some guy gave a girl a ring and says, Haram Yeah, we're not learning um, kiddushin yet, but I, I hear what you're saying. The I mean, all the better- all the um, all the fake all the mock weddings in camp uh ramon the Poconos, that needed to be undone by rabbis
1: i mean
0: it's really a kedushah yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah so camp it's rabbis are in my satanic loom the ein balazakai lobemtsi osveloma se yodea velobefor osna dera right so again He's not going to be, he's not going to get her metziah. He's not any, getting out of her earnings. And he can't be made for nether. Ve'en no Yerusha. He's not getting any Yerusha. Even if he's a Kohen, he doesn't have to metamelo her, to bury her. All of these things are not going to apply to him. In other words, She's not like his wife at all. Ella, there is one wrinkle. Now, Tzricha miun. Rashi uh, points out. It's important to understand. She, the only way that she's connected to him in any way is that if she wants to get out of the marriage, she would have to do miyun before she grows up. All that means is if she continues to live as if she loves being married to this guy and then eventually ages out and becomes a gadola, so then she's going to be married to him, right, if she continues to live with him. So in other words, she's not considered uh, married to him at all except for the fact that before she grows up, she'll have to do miyun to get out of it. Whereas Rabbi Yeshua says the converse, unbelievably. In every way, right? He's Zoche in her Metzia, in her work, in, he could do Mefir nether, he could be Yorisher, he's her Khol Shodavar. Rabbi Yeshua says, She's like his wife in every way, El The only thing that makes her not like his wife is when she gets out, she does not need a get, she can get out with just Meun. Ah. So now. Oh, that's a good question. That's actually an amazing question. Does she get a ksuba according to Rabbi Yeshua? The ksuba here is not mentioned. That's a good question. Uh, you know, but it sounds like Ishta Lecholdavar. Okay, so would she get a ksuba? It sounds like she would. So I'm a Rebbe. No, 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 no. Oh, that's your question. Do you get a ksuba yeah, it's with a miyun? It's not unemployment because miyun, as we've said, the mechanism of miyun is as if the marriage never happened in the first place. So that no. In other words, I guess you wouldn't get a ksuba because the only case we're talking about is with miyun. In other words, if she, if she, in order to get require a get, she would have had to age out, meaning she would have had to continue to live with the guy as a gadola. And once you get a get, then in a chinami, I assume you would get a ksuba. But so long as she's a katana and she gets that with miyun, that even though she's used to the choldavar, is making an excellent diuk, she's ish to the choldavar, but a ksuba she's not going to get because Aksuba you don't get when you do miyun because it uproots the, the, uh, the marriage retroactively. Good point. So I'm a nirin divir Reb diver Rabbi Why does he like Rabbi better? Because Rabbi Reb Because is consistent, Rabbi Shua is not. How so? Let's see. like e ishtohi tibai get because the case of Rabbi Yeshua doesn't make as much sense because if she's really his wife, so then she should require get if she's his wife the chol davar. So why is he allowed to in fact do miun? So the Gemara says, yeah, but you could have asked the same question of Rabbi Liazor. Rabbi nami nami If she's not davar, so why should he, Does she even need miun? So the Gemara says that's not as good of a question. That's why Rabbi Liazor is considered to be more consistent because Tepuk, is she ever going to leave without anything at all? In other words, what they're saying is because the threshold for miun is so incredibly low and it can be so subtle, then nobody just goes to the grocery store and never comes back. So the point is there had to have been some episode even of a subtle rejection in order for her to go and never come back. And therefore the miun that's required for Rabbi is really not so formal. Whereas in Rabbi Yeshua, you have to really go out of your way, right? Because you're so married that it's a Kiddush that the Miyun takes you out. Whereas, in the other case of Abeliezer, and that's why he's consistent. You're you're very not married. I why do you need Miyun? Yeah, of course, if you go, if you're leaving forever, that's an implied Miyun. And therefore, it's still consistent with this idea that she's not really married to him. And that's what, that's what we said. Now, Abeliezer, when Yaakov says, we quoted the last thing in the Mishnah here, that she's not considered his wife, right? And he made the, very cryptic statement of if it's comes from the husband it means one thing if it comes from her it means a different thing so hey, chidami, akvashimina'ish, akvashimina'ish. what does it mean that the restraint came from the man or not from the man so amr, shmuel, it would happen here that if there was a marriage right to a katana in her response to this proposed marriage as she was a katana again if she was already married right off she was married off as a katana And then somebody suggests another shidduch. And she says, you know what? I'm already married to Frank. And therefore, uh, thank you for the shidduch offer, but I'm already married off. Zui akvash ish. That implies what? That she's accepting her status of being married to Frank. Right? In other words, again, she's married as a katana, and, and Karen Traub suggests her shidduch. And she tells Karen Traub, thank you, but I'm already married. Well, that means that she's minaish. And she's accepting of the marriage. Oh. How, how, however, in contrast, if Karen Traub says, You know what? I have a great guy for you, Chaim. And she says, You know what? I am single and ready to mingle. Thank you for having me in mind. But I happen to not like Chaim. Oh, that's not Machmas Aish. That's Machmas Aisha. It's an implied rejection of her current status. That's what that means. Zui That means that she's rejecting him. Not because of the man, but because of the woman, and therefore, no additional miyun is required. That is her miyun. To tell Karen Traub that she's put me on the shidduch list, I am in the parsha is a miyun of her current husband. Or, a different explanation. Abaye barovin, bar they say, natan la get, what does it mean? If he gives her a get, zui akma ish. In other words, there's two ways to separate this marriage. He, the husband, could give her a get, or she could do miyun to him. And that's what it means, mine ish, mine ish. Mine ish is a get. So, if it's Minaish, so therefore, if he gives her a get, that kind of, right, limitation, uh, actually, the get, even though this is an unusual uh, uh, type of get, because she's still a katana, it's going to be enough of a get to make him as a regular case of would would. And also, she'd be also to his, and also, she, again, she would be possible kahuna, because she is a woman that had once received a get, and we know that a grusha can't marry a coin. However, if the, if the severance of the marriage came from him, from her, rather, mia nabo, and that would only take, she can't give him a get, obviously, uh, but she can do miaun, as we've been discussing. So if she's the one that initiates the severance, zui akva that means that, that's an action, a limitation that comes from the woman, not from the man. And that Miun, Solomon Kahuna. right? So after Mion, you undo the wedding from the get-go. And as we've learned, once you undo it as if it never happened, she's mutter to marry any of his relatives. He's mutter to marry hers, and she is not possible kahuna. So Gemara challenges that second sha, he says, "Akatani We learned later on, and when we say later on, we mean in a couple of minutes, we'll see this next Mishnah. And now we're going to quote the same halacha, right? that when a woman does meun, we already learned that if, if she initiates a, a, a meun, then she doesn't create any isserts as if she was never married, and she could go marry coin and all of that. Whereas conversely, nothing get, if he gives her a get, so, what's the kasha here? The kasha is that if what Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Lazar bin Yaakov is saying is, exactly what the next Mishnah is saying so then why would the next Mishnah have to say it? In other words if this is really what Rebbe ben Yaakov means then our upcoming Mishnah is redundant says the Gemara no Pirushi Kamifarsh well Rebbe ben Yaakov is like a Sphinx he said something that was completely un- 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 unintelligible and therefore what our Upcoming Mishnah is doing is actually explaining what Rebbe Elazar Yaakov means, and so as we go on to the next Mishnah at the bottom of Kaf Chesam the Mishnah is going to say what we just said. It says as follows: right. right. However, not on get, who also The distinction between mi'un and get: If she does mi'un, it's as if the marriage never happened. She's not also her and everyone's allowed to marry everyone else's relatives. Whereas with a get that is going to create a real Gershon. However, this is where it gets interesting. Again, if the man gives her a get, but then he remarries her, you can do that, by the way. You can be Machzer Gushoso. That's something, if a, if a man divorces another woman, he can bring her back, but only if she never married another man in between. If she marries another man in between, he cannot bring her back. So now the Mishnah says, what if he, if he gives her a get, and he brings her back, and then after he brings her back, she does meun. Venises la acher. So Venis armelon is garsha. And then she becomes, and then she breaks the marriage with the second guy. Right? Either by him dying or geirshen. Mutera slachs or lo. Yeah. Cause don't forget, if all the girl did was meun, and then you know what? She becomes of age and she's 18, and she says, you know that guy they that did meun on? I want to revisit that relationship. That wasn't too, so bad. She's dating and she doesn't like any of the other guys as much. She could do that because the mien is as if the marriage never happened, and she could do that. What if she did mien right and then uh, and so so what if she did mien and then married another guy and then that guy died she could still go back to the original guy. Nothing wrong with that because the first marriage never happened. But what if she got gershin and then did mien and then married uh, right gershin and then came back and then did mien and then married still the case is, she'd go back to the second guy. I, you'll say, it was a Grusha that then married another guy, and you can't be Machzai Grusha so, No, but because there was an intervening Mi'un, as we will see, if the last thing that happened with the first husband was Mi'un, even if there had been Gerishin prior to that, the last thing that, if they got together and the last thing that happened was Mi'un, it's as if the Mi'un wipes out the original Gershin, such that if, you, if the order is garishin and then Mi'un, and then marrying a second guy, and then the second guy dies, she can, in fact, go back to the first guy, even though there had already been a garrison and a marriage to the second person. Because it was a miyun, was the last thing she did with the first husband, she can go back to him. We'll explore that to be sure. Just wanted to clarify what the case was. So miyun above and with teres However, if you switch the order, she does meon, then she goes back. Then Get and then she gets a Gershin, and then Nit Garsha from the second husband, Then she can't go back to the original husband. So then, the Mishnah says. If you have the get is the last taste in your mouth, you can't go back to him. If she married another guy in the in the interim, that would be the Isr of Mahakhuso. But get and that's the chiddush. The, even if they'd already been in get, if there's a miun after that, she can go back to him. And finally, So now a slightly different case: she does miun on the first husband, marries the second husband, and he's megarish and then laacher miun or the second husband is, does miun, or laacher vegirsha, and then she keeps going on from man to man to man. To so she does gerishin with man number two, and then uh, or. Right, Mion with man number one. Gershon with man number two. Mion with man number three. Lachar re Gershon. with man number four. Lachar Mion Mion with... Again, she's alternating Mion and Gershon here. All while she's a katana, obviously, because otherwise she can't do Mion. So then Mion, I've lost track, with man number five. So Zeha Klal. So she's alternating Gershon and Mion with five different dudes. What's the Klal? she beget, It matters how the... Uh, relationship was finally severed. It was severed by Gerashen, then she can't go back to that guy because there had been intervening dudes. If it's severed by Mion, it's as if the original marriage never happened, and after she leaves one of those dudes, she can go back. We will, d- we will discuss this at greater length. So the Gemara says, Yes, yeah, so what it looks like here is what we said, which is, even if she had already had, let's say, Gershon with the first guy, once she does Miun, it's as if the Get is Mivutol. That's what it sounds like. But the Gemara says we're Minu. But the Hebshech of our Mishnah seems to contradict that. Because watch this. In the case where you do alternate Gershon and Miun, we don't say that the original dude's Gittin were nullified by the fact that she subsequently did Miun. Now Andrew's going to say, what are you talking about? In the first part of the Mishnah, the, she did Meun on the same guy that she got a get from. So, so it nullifies the get because it's like mixed messages. Whereas in the subsequent cases in the Mishnah, the guy that she did Meun and the guy that she got Gershon from are different dudes. So it's like different messages for different dudes, whatever is appropriate. But why should the Meun of one guy be mevatel of the Gershon of the other? That's what the Gemara says. So first of all, the Kasha is the Hemshach of her Mishnah. So, just cut and paste from our Mishnah. This idea that she alternates Mion and Gittin, she can go back to whoever she did Mion with, even if she had already previously done Gittin. It sounds like you, the Mion does not uh, cancel out the Gershon the of the friend. So, I'm reading Shmuel. Tavra? Is that really a contradiction? Misha yeah, he says it is a contradiction. It can't be that the first part of the Mishnah and the second part of the Mishnah have the second authorship because it seems like a stira. Rava doesn't think so. I'm a Rava. my What are you talking about? Yeah, the first part of the Mishnah can be the same author because in the first part of the Mishnah, the same dude that did the Gershon is subsequently doing a meun. Yeah, that might be Mivatal the Get. However, day, but when the second dude does meun, that's not going to be Mivatal the Get. So says the Gemara, Why? Why would there be a difference whether it's the same man or a different man that's doing miyun with respect to whether it's mevatel The reason why, right, the second miyun, right, the second miyun doesn't work and is not voiding the divorce, is because. Guess what? She's familiar with the first husband. And that first husband, that miyun is compromised. Why? Because the first husband knows her really well. And he has ways of secretly sabotaging the second marriage by giving her hints that no one else sees and sabotaging the meon That's the reason why. Okay, right? Uh, uh, Makaris' reason is also Vikritosov. As, As the world turns. Now we're getting to... Uh, soap opera here <laughs> because he's giving little hints and manipulating her uh, with his gestures. today, namilavatal giti today. Yeah, but he could he could also manipulate her into her own mian. The idea the Catherine results of Azumashabshimaisila, right? He can persuade her. In other words, he's already been married to her and she's a katana. So he has a real persuasive uh, uh, impact over her whether it is not to marry a second guy. Or to leave a second guy or to return to him. So the, so the Gemara says, no, but Ravah makes some sense. The husband who previously divorced her, right, it's not the same because he already knew how to per- persuade her then, right? But she can't be persuaded to stay with him, right? In other words, the Rava's question is still the same because the, there's a difference between persuading a girl to leave another guy and persuading somebody to to, to stay with him once she has already shown that she has the gumption to reject him. So tomorrow, we're going to revise the kasha. Elai kasha, as we find ourselves somewhere in the middle of Kavches Bays.